0: It is test day. Feels like we just did this podcast. We did this yesterday. <laughs> well, welcome back. This is the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group podcast. Say that time. Whoa. No, if it is already, the
1: Sugar Cookie we, Marketing Baking It Down
0: podcast with Heather and Gory Miracle. Heather has a wee cold. Just a wee cold. And it's not COVID. You know, because we have, and I don't want to be that guy, but we have a family reunion that it's not our direct family, but we have to go.
1: I swear if they listen to this podcast. You'll have to delete well, this. I can that. guarantee you none of our family listens to
0: this podcast, so we are safe. So, okay, go with the sugar cookie marketing making it now podcast, and Heather and cream, what can people find here?
1: People can find the intro. You're experiencing this right now. You're suffering <laughs> yeah. through this currently. If you're still here, then we go into the marketing minutes. We have a few moments with the business of baking. We have course coverage for Heather and I's. The college, the cookie college. <laughs> real, real quality there. <laughs> Voicemails, group stuff, Twinterest that someone demanded we bring back, sponsors, and mailbag that we have not checked. <laughs>
0: Great. That comes about it. Okay, but so Corey has a – I
1: wanted to – So many people in the group are like, I love the podcast, podcast for life. But do you – Truly. Know the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and we are putting you to the test today. If you win, you get five internet points and one virtual hug. Do not spend them all in one place. Right. So
0: Corey's is going to ask you a question <laughs> – we'll go back and forth right but we give them five seconds to answer it and then we'll answer it five-ish uh, seconds five-ish in the seconds. realm of life it is very long <laughs> One, two. Two. <laughs> two <Mississippi.
1: laughs> okay so we have 20 questions and this is going to put you to the test of do you truly know the podcast are you just playing
0: I want to let you know. I didn't know some of these. And I know them all said I
1: didn't. <laughs> because I was in lockdown for so long and off Facebook because I couldn't comment. I just listened to the podcast. Oh, really? That's fine. And funny. I said, let me listen to these. I and thought I'll yesterday was
0: questions. pretty funny. Even though I was laughing in the bathroom. I got to leave myself a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, so we're gonna go
1: easy, and then we're gonna get a little bit harder. Okay. Um, but I really want you to be able to. Maybe Heather will start a thread in the group. We can see what the total points were for people. So tally up your points as you go, and if you. When maybe Heather will make you a cutter or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a grabber one. <laughs> okay, question number one. Which twin was born first? Let me say that do one more time. Do, 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 do. Which twin Wait, was born first?
0: Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> if you said Heather, you are correct. That's a good one. Okay, Heather here, first twin. <laughs> which twin is the baking twin? Bing, bing. You are going to say this is so annoying. (laughs) If you said Heather, you are incorrect. I do not even turn on an oven. I'm not really sure what convection
1: means. (laughs) So Corey is the baking twin. Question number three. What is Heather and Corey's favorite soda slash pop, whatever you call it, wherever you are? Soda pop. Soda pop. We call it Coke. We call it Coke, but I don't even think that's correct. Because we call everything Coke. But it's not because Coke is its own thing. I don't want that. <laughs> when someone was like, I was like, can I have Coke? And they were like,
0: yeah. And I said, no, you didn't ask me what type. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Okay, what type would that be? Diet Coke. <laughs> Diet Coke is the answer. Okay, how many kids does Corey have? And bonus points if you can name them all correctly. Mm, 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 the answer is, Corey actually has one kid and she calls him, stop saying that. Just kidding. His name was Archer. (laughs)
1: oh, oh be lost, uh, that's laughs because it's
0: true.
1: Number five. What is the only episode number Corey did not participate in? Bonus points if you know
0: why she didn't participate. Who? This throws back way way towards the beginning. The answer page. is Corey was getting her fifth divorce. If you answered fifth divorce,
1: you're correct. <laughs> she is lying.
0: I'm only two. Just kidding. <laughs> She's the <only> one. <laughs> that's the, the answer is episode number five. Corey was in the hospital for kidney stones. <laughs>
1: kidney. Stones and severe kidney infection, two emergency surgeries. Heather
0: held Amazing. it down. Imagine what it'd do if you, the answer above was water and not drink. <laughs> <egg. laughs> oh wait, no, you're one below. Okay. Oh, oops. Well, go, go ahead and change the format. <laughs> name the cat, the cat's name that hates this podcast.
1: Heather only A little backstory that. on this
0: cat. It's my grandmother's cat. It is the smartest cat I've ever met, which is why he walks out in the podcast. But he is rotund. Rotund, his name is, his or her name is Phoebe Weeby Lemon Squeezy. It's the full <laughs> title. It's Phoebe, Phoebe Weeby, Phoebs, <laughs> Phoebs to Rooney. Uh, stop doing that is what my grandmother But every in. time we do the podcast, she leaves, just I like she just I like she's left. knocking right now. I'm going to go Okay, her. let's, and be, see, let's if see. If Phoebe's at the knows. door, I'll be, come on, Phoebe. Phoebe Weeby Lemon Squeezy. Oh. To know. She still at <has> the podcast. I <laughs> least she's consistent. Okay. What character in the sugar cookie marketing Instagram handle the d- do the twins have extreme disdain for?
1: If you said the underscore at the end, you are correct. And that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> if for those who don't know, someone already had the sugar cookie marketing handle. They never post to it. So Heather I offered tried- to pay them $100. Bucks. They, never, they still haven't checked the <laughs> So Heather does not have that. Now, question eight. What is Corey's husband's
0: job? These are getting harder because I've only referenced it a few times. I, re- I complained about it. You did recently. I needed his services to, yeah, he takes feet pictures professionally. <laughs> Just kidding. He is a police officer who did not get me off of my spay drink. In all fairness, it was a different county. But he also said I wouldn't have any waste. <laughs> I don't know if you said question number nine out loud. I did. Only reason why is because I played a podcast when I was trying to find these questions and I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. No, I think, huh? Oh. <laughs> right, some little mouthing off screen there. <laughs> what is Heather's boyfriend's name? <laughs> the answer is Eddie the Edible <laughs> Renter. <laughs>
1: Three questions there, kids. (laughs) That'll be a freebie if you didn't get that one right.
0: (laughs) Number 10, where did the twins vacation this summer? We covered it in a podcast. Way back in June. Can you call it vacation if Corey was yelling the whole time?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I was very stressed.
0: (laughs) If you said disney you are correct <laughs> what big item did i sell this is heather last year in less than 30 minutes heather i think only referenced this
1: twice Well, she did have a big chunk of t- like of a podcast dedicated to it um so if you can get this one
0: That's you one.
1: you are pretty good at the podcast the answer is
0: my ducati street Fighter 848 motorcycle the motorcycle also counts. As- <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you only get half a point if you just said motorcycle. The
1: next, name
0: at least two of Corey's pets. I have three. so I. We decided that she doesn't talk about the cat. We know she wouldn't save in a fire if there was a house fire. <laughs> no, I
2: love all my animals.
0: <laughs> okay, we have Ruby Kitty. That's the one you don't talk about.
1: Love her. She's my OG. Uh, we have Sweet Baby Ray. We talk about him a lot. And then we have
0: Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin is also an idiot, but an adorable idiot. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you named two of those, you got that question right. Corey
0: only refers to them as Fuzz and Ray on the podcast, so those are acceptable answers. answers. Um, How many seats did the twins open up the Cookie College course to?
1: <laughs> the answer is 250. 250, if you guess that correctly. You move on to that. (laughs) (laughs) And for that reason, I'm out. Question number 14. What is the third twin's name? It has to be
0: the name upon the birth certificate. It can't be the nickname. It can't be the name he goes by now. (laughs) It is. Greg (laughs) Yericale. Don't make me post that photo again. I will do it. <laughs> in which state does Heather's actual boyfriend live? I mentioned this in the podcast a few times, yeah. as I did a drive up there and back. And someone
1: London. also asked if you could do a meetup there when you uh, go up there. Well,
0: you tell him to stop acting up, and then maybe we. Can talk <laughs> <instead>. <laughs> she he <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> he lives in. I'm
1: guess. guess. Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yeah. New oh, Rapids. okay. <laughs> well, he moved to Pow Pow. <laughs>
0: pow Pow, Michigan. <laughs> I can't believe I typed that into Google. Pow Pow, please. What? Are there, really? Uh, 16. What did the business sell that had an international scandal that the twins had helped with their reputation management. I thought you wrote that question real funky. You did. (laughs) So what was the business? We helped a business who made international news, but it was a very, 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 very local business. What did they sell? Feet pictures isn't why <laughs> <correct. I'm just laughs> Why Heather keeps saying feet pictures for those we that are not about in the group? In yesterday's podcast. For those that are just tuning Literally in. Really, it was first yesterday because we're lazy. Uh, <laughs> True. If you said pizza place, you are correct. The feet picture is in reference to yesterday's podcast where Koya booted from the group because she was soliciting feet picture from members.
1: Okay. Number 17. What's the twins'
0: favorite this is a restaurant? One. I know we've talked about it. We actually even hosted a meetup You're there. Giving it away. they are not gonna remember. They're not going to remember. I was they're not going to remember.
1: Okay. It's not 51, it's Seasons 52. Seasons 52. <laughs> the
0: reason why they call it Seasons 52 is, I love this marketing angle. It's a Darden restaurant, so it's owned by Algarve, so you know it's legit. So when you're there, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> Which also spend a lot. <laughs> but Seasons 52, it changes the main menu every season, and it changes the special every week. Seasons 52 weeks in a year. And also everything on the
1: menu is like 450 calories or less. I think it was under 600. I heard him say it
0: the other cool. day. Okay, they have these, remember. their desserts are these tiny little shot, shot glasses glass full of cake or whatever type of cake you want. But Corey pie. will order a bunch of them. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't work. Everything on the menu is listed in one <laughs> <drink>. <laughs> They're so good. Number 18. In no, which no. city and state was the podcast recorded in front of a live audience? Boom, 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 that would be Orlando,
1: Florida, a cookie con. Mm, good job. Now we have only two more questions left. This if is fun. It was really questions. We could definitely come up. We'll do this okay. every week. <laughs> <laughs> say, we're going to ask questions about the last podcast <laughs> this time. <laughs> Number 19, what is Corey's extremely confusing handle on Instagram? Heather typed that question. <laughs> yeah, I find your handle very confusing. <laughs> I have said it so many times. If you don't know who I am on Instagram and if you don't follow me, it's the crumbed It's the crumbed cookies. <laughs> Um, crumbed,
0: <laughs> the crumbed. Cookies. Yeah, past tense, plural. There you guys go with a, what do you call it? An adjective? What do you call this? You know what really
1: sucks is I went and did a corporate delivery yesterday yeah, and she had me like walk into Cor- the room and she
0: said, and here's Corey
1: with the crumble cookies, which is a franchise. And so it's like, are you the Vienna one or the Burke one? I
0: said, I'm the Woodbridge one. <laughs> I'm the home bakery one. So Corey and I posed a question. Would it be a potentially time for a rebrand? And we haven't answered it yet. Corey seems sad and left. I'm so. sad. Okay, number 19. Oh, number 20. 20. What is the absolutely <laughs> stupid product Corey bought from a Facebook ad?
1: If you tuned on to yesterday's podcast, you would know the answer.
0: It is the literally
1: called Stupid Cartray. The Stupid cardray that I love. <laughs> I used yeah. it this morning.
0: <laughs> it's like his little baby, no? <laughs> okay, so that wraps up our weird podcast questions. If you got all 20 questions right, this is a sign that you need help. And... <laughs> Please call <laughs> the podcast with <when laughs> they a question. question. <laughs> okay, so this takes us into the marketing minutes. Corey, I know you wanna talk about the difference between a pre-sale and a pop up, which I see that question a lot. I know. So I feel like
1: people who enter sugar cookie marketing group feel like they have to know everything upon entering. And you that do. is that not, is one but of the that questions. is not the truth.
0: <laughs> Do you know everything? Are you, Heather? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. exit.
1: Um, but pre-sales and pop-ups are quite popular in the, the baking community because both can be great money sources and uh, uh, revenue for your business. Um, what is a pre-sale? What is a pop-up? A pre-sale is a great... Well, where are you going?
0: I'm turning a little
1: hot isn't it gonna create ambient noise I that you don't like? No, I don't
0: feel
1: good. <laughs> okay, Heather makes me not make oh, any sound and then she turns on sound. Okay, pre sale um, is something you can do almost exclusively online, pretty much. Uh, you make an example A sample is what a lot of people call them. Um, And then you post the picture and you see how many people want to buy it. So you would open your pre-sale. Hey, I'm selling this between August 1st and August 31st. I can only make 15. Please order here. And then what people can do is they can place an order for that sample you did. So if we were doing a Halloween set, um, they could place an order for that set. If you were doing a Halloween set and it had a customization on there, you can use things like JotForm and Google Forms and have them input people's names. So if they were making it for their kid named Archer, um, they could put that in the form. And then you would be able to know exactly how
0: many you needed to make by October 31st. You can also throttle how many you have to make. It's a great way of controlling a lot of the aspects of it.
1: Yeah, so I did, for back to school, I did bite-sized bits of encouragement. Say that name five times fast. But you got a little bag full of mini cookies, and you could choose five phrases on there. Um, I ended up selling around 25 bags which was great, and then I had to cut it off because I do only have so many hands and times in the day. Um, but it was able to, I was guaranteed those sales because I do require payment up front, and I highly suggest if you are doing pre-sales to require payment up front, so you're not running around towards the end of the month being like, hey, do you still want this? Hey, I made it for you, I haven't gotten an answer back. Um, if you do the pre-sales, collect money upon ordering, and then when the time comes, you send out an email of where they can pick up, and that is basically what a pre-sale is. I like it. I like it. So pre-sales versus pop-ups,
0: which would you prefer?
1: For me and for the time that I have, I can only necessarily really be successful at a pre-sale because pop-ups do require you to bake a lot in a shorter amount of time. So say if we were going to do a pop-up and I wanted to sell macarons, I wanted to sell sugar cookies, drop cookies, cinnamon buns, if you took the live with the Martins, um, a pop-up, you can do it either on your front porch or you can team up with a local small business and you literally pop up one day for as ma- to make as many sales as you can. The problem with pop-ups, not saying it's a problem, is you make everything
0: beforehand so hoping you're not to sell out. out. But you, it's now look from the end user's perspective. The pre-sale is I'm purchasing with delayed gratification which humans don't like. Right. The pop-up is instant gratification. And you have an opportunity with
1: pop-ups that they can buy one thing and they say oh that looks so good right there. I want to buy that too. Um, So you can make a larger sale with a pop-up versus pre-sales.
0: Now would a pop-up and a farmer's market kind of run the same concept of campaigning? They would be uh, as far
1: as marketing goes along the same lines. Pop-ups are more of the fear of missing out like Uh i'm not going to be here next week at the farmer's market whereas farmer's markets every single week oh oh, oh, Um, i like that so farmer's market huh
0: nicole taught she does the pop-ups and she moves three thousand dollars worth of product in a day she's conditioned her audience very much using FOMO so much that they're hiding in her bushes which i find crazy hilarious yeah um But, yeah, that's another great aspect. So for the approach, you know, I think that people are like, well, if I'm not doing pop-ups, I'm not being successful. No. Uh, Pop-ups do require some time
1: into there. Uh, You can also, you can bake and freeze. That is absolutely a strategy. That's a good idea. Um, But if you wanted to, you could take a week and you can make as much product as you wanted to. Um, Your sales campaign will look different for a pop-up than it will a pre-sale, because you're really having to hype that fear of
0: missing out. Um, a pre-sale is hype for pre-orders, right? Yeah,
1: so you're guaranteed. Uh so you're no really trying out. to make
0: people fall in love with the date at which they're picking up if you're running it up to Halloween. Yeah. So two, three weeks out, I need you to Fall in love with the person that you'll be when you pick it up around Halloween.
1: Yeah. And you get to fall in love with design. You already know the design. Usually with pop-ups, the baker decides what they want to share, what they want to make. A lot of people make stuff and don't post about it. They're just like, hey, come to my pop-up and find the next love of your life kind of
0: cookie design. Now I've um, seen people do uh, pop-ups in conjunction with the pre-sale pickup day. So that I these think these that's people genius. come in and to come pick, pick up their pre-sale order and see that this other table over here is pay what you want, you know. Pay and grab what, what you, you want. want. Yeah, three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> taking <laughs> everything. Um, but that's a really interesting idea when I see people do that. Now, Gina taught some lives in the group on. She does a pre-sale pickup. Yes, at two locations. So she'll buddy up with one of her neighbors at the other end of town and have people give them two options to go pick up in certain Mm -hmm. places. Of course, they are telling her ahead of time, so she knows which product needs to be in which location. Um, But that's a really awesome idea, definitely because she can cover more surface area. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nicole has really conditioned her audience to understand how her pop-ups work, the items, how she promotes them. They know very well what her pop-up is. I want to – you said a great word there. You said conditions –
1: her audience. Um, you, will you have a, a sellout number one successful pop up the first absolutely time guaranteed? Not. No, because your audience isn't prepared for it. Imagine if Heather had a company that sold high heel, red bottom, off oh brand shoes. Oh. <laughs> and then one day she says, Here's a tennis shoe. Do you think her audience is prepared to buy a tennis shoe when all they have seen is high heel, red bottom shoes? Uh, no. no, absolutely not.
0: Um,
1: So training your audience is going to help you. And if you've not done a pop-up or a pre-sale before, your marketing campaign, the time allotted to market this is going to be a lot longer.
0: Um, You're not going to just say, doing a pop-up tomorrow, please be there. (laughs) It's not going to work A great example of this is Hyundai. Hyundai is a car company. I think it's Korean-based. Notoriously for unreliable cars in the nineties. You you know, just making everybody mad. Someone's like, My nineties. Hey, but hold on. Hyundai realized that they could rebrand and upmarket their vehicles. So now you see, you know, the Hyundai Sonata, very common car, everyone likes it, but then Hyundai said, Hey, we wanna enter the luxury market. Okay, Hyundai was known for these more affordable commuter cars, mm-hmm. now wanted to compete with BMW and Mercedes. So they came up with a Genesis line. If you've seen the new Hyundai Genesis, oh, they have amazing. the SUV and they have the sedan. They no longer have a sports car, I don't think. If you look at the logo on that car, it is not the Hyundai logo. It's not. It just says the word Genesis. And the reason that they did that is because their audience is conditioned to see Hyundai as a sign of affordability, but they wanted to upmarket the Genesis line. So they've left off the logo completely. Crazy thing to do, but a lot of auto manufacturers do it. Uh, Toyota, uh, their luxury line is Lexus. They completely created a new brand so that Toyota could market to the family person. Honda and, is Acura. Yeah. So you guys see how that when your marketing strategy is so different, you've got to condition the audience and warm them up. Especially, and then when you go, you know, we have a thing if your if your logo says cakery and now you're offering cookies, you know, you gotta you gotta consider that in your product lineup. Mm-hmm. Like that. I'm getting off a tangent. I would That's love a-, a Hyundai Genesis SUV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we drive past a Hyundai Genesis, look, there goes my car. I mean, the
0: thing car. looks like it just – it looks like a Rolls Royce, but it's a Hyundai. I, I just mean, think they've outdone themselves. Well, back to pre-sales yeah, and pop-ups and not others.
1: <laughs> it's not it's dreaming. Um, Pre-sales and pop-ups, which one is right for you? If you are like me and you work full-time and time is – not plentiful. Um I do customs Could during the song yesterday. What? <laughs> I thought t- yesterday was day off. <laughs> um I enjoy pre-sales because it lets me know what I'm in for. Um, I can sell a certain amount. Then I can open it up and sell a certain amount more. So I can create that same type of FOMO. But I know what my expectations are. So if I sell, say, 15 units for my pre-sale, I know, hey, i got to start baking this day. And then i got to do this. And then i got to do this for it to be ready for pickup by that day. So pre-sales are for planners. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a great way um, to put it.
1: I, I enjoy it because it works and with pop my schedule. planners. But it's a different type because yeah. you're, you're saying you're going through your data for a pop up and be like, hey, my top sellers are this, this, and this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I really want to push this. I'm adding DIY kits this time. And you're kind of going off of a, a different approach. Different yeah. approach. Um, so choosing a pop up or a pre sale, there is no wrong answer. And if you do not sell out, that is not a failure. Um, It is taking that data that you learn from that pre-sale and from that pop-up and using that and saying, hey, I'm gonna tweak my next pre-sale, my next pop-up, and I'm going to gear it more towards this. I sold out of this product at my pop-up and I didn't move one of these other things. So my next pop-up, I'm going to nix these and I'm going to add more of this because that's what my audience wants. What Corey's
0: talking about is tracking data. If it can't be measured, it can't be improved. If you guys are flying blind and you don't know how many of XYZ and you made and you don't know how many are left over then it's really just a stab in the dark about what sold well you're just going off of a feeling which is very dangerous
1: the annoying thing with pre-sales i
0: will say so you don't usually just buy one bag like say if you
1: were doing a packaging thing like the boo bags i did it came in packs of 10 or you could get it to packs of 50 Mm -hmm. so you have to invest unfortunately in at least one bag um which you have Uh, to get 10 yeah so then you'll have 10 bags um so if you don't move any then you're stuck with the 10 bags but Mm -hmm. i don't say if you're pre-sale doesn't work and nothing moves, to just forget it. Repackage the idea and sell it as something else. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't just be stuck with 10 bags because you feel like your one post didn't perform well. Um, If your audience isn't used to boo bags, you're going to have to do a little bit more of a guerrilla marketing campaign, whether you make one and give it away to get the name out there. Um, You post a bunch about it. It's not usually just a one and done type of thing for Mm pre-sales. Great points. We're going to do a pop-up. We're going to do a pop up. Heather said I can take a week off and bake my buns off, and then we can see if we can do it. The only thing I don't want with a pop up is I want my stuff to look cute, but I don't want to have those giant like bins and you know the cute little the tiered
0: thing. The you don't tiered have this thing. Already? No,
1: why you would I have like, need I bought
0: the first one Hobby Lobby laid out. Where put it? Where? <laughs> I don't know. Corey and I are going to have an intervention on our basement storage. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the place. Okay, that's a great point. I like that one, Twin. Uh, The business with baking, I, okay, as you know, I've decided to take all the steps to combat a speeding ticket. Um, I've gotten many speeding tickets in my life. One of these days I'll learn to slow down, I guess. Um, But I've never actually followed the course of action recommended to combat one. By the popular Mechanics article, Virginia ranks the fourth worst state to get caught speeding in, New York, Massachusetts, and New Jersey being the third, second, and first. So Virginia loves its speeding tickets. Um, but the steps they recommended to combat a speeding ticket was ascertain your driving record, retain an attorney, complete a reckless driving improvement class, community volunteering, speedometer calibration, your college GPA, report card, and character statement. Signed and dated. I'll yeah, write can you? one. I'll be truthful. <laughs> <laughs> Signed and dated. I will have it. Gentlemen. So I did the drive. I got the driving record. Got you the traffic attorney. You should have Nate write one because he's caught Oh, would he? Can you write it for him have him sign it? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I completed the reckless driving improvement class. And so community volunteering ticket came up, and uh, I did that on Friday. Uh, Heather so loved it. It was crazy. I've actually never had the opportunity to work a retail job, even though I thought it would be I fun. I worked retail. You choose what you do when you come out of high school, and I went retail. And I don't know where Heather went. <laughs> I went to government contracting. But when I showed up, you know, it's kind of an awkward, and hey, I'm here because I'm required to be. <laughs> I know, not help. here to help. <laughs> I'm here to help because I have to. <laughs> uh, so, this tiny, adorable little lady named Ninfa is like, Hey, have you ever seen a point of sale system? And I said, Honestly, oddly, no. And she's like, Well, welcome to your point life today. So. Yeah. Honestly, I can't begin to describe how much I messed it up. I messed so much. I've been charged
1: one man. It was like $3.29. She $3, was charged $300. Yeah, it was outrageous.
0: $1,000. <laughs> <$3, 000. laughs> there has been an issue. <laughs> I must. So, uh. But it was, really, uh, it was really messy back there, and they let me clean it up. I mean, I had Purell. I had cleaned out sales tickets for five years ago. By the end of it, they asked Heather, please get another ticket and come back here. Yeah, they asked me. They said, we don't allow walk-ins, but we will for you. I said, I'm sure you will <laughs> because that was dirty. <laughs> um, so anyways, I spent about four hours uh, working this point of sale system in a thrift shop. And when I say thrift shop, I want to say it is all aspects of a thrift shop. Don't think something goodwill organized. This is state run. And the amount of people who came up to spend. Is goodwill
1: not run by the state?
0: I don't think it is, but this one was. Oh, okay. This is Northern Virginia Family Services. Um, the amount of people who came up to buy another person's trash, because literally as much as people were buying, people were dropping off stuff for absolutely free. I know because for some reason I was signing the thing they needed to turn into the government. I don't know where I was signing it. <laughs> did Nobody you told have me. to say like how much it was worth? I don't know what I did. She just kept saying, just sign it. And then out there was one line that said employee signature, and I felt like that was me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was wild. You signed Tether Miracle? It's on there or something. <laughs> the government's going to get <laughs> But, uh, you know, a, a woman came up, and she probably sat in the store for two hours going through old jewelry. Stuff that I probably have... And it's it not... Been it wasn't nice jewelry. It wasn't was nice luxury like jewelry. Tarnished. Was very tarnished sterling silver um, costume jewelry. She came up. We started bringing her out, um, and she constantly fought... The price. On price. She would say, I don't think this is worth this. And then Ninfa, who was not trying to make a profit, she was trying to move product, was like, okay, let's agree to this. Let's agree to this. So, absolutely everything she put on the counter, she fought on the price. She got a discount and she ended up spending over $300 on costume jewelry. Wow. So, with my four hours standing there, I probably went through about $2,000 worth of people buying other people's trash, but almost every other person fought on the price. Um, Because we were at a thrift shop, and they understood how it worked. And absolutely everyone who asked for a better price got it. Those people are a type of audience that works well for thrift shops. That thrift shop has too much stuff. It needed more space. So our job was to get the stuff out the door. Mm -hmm. Now when we talk about our cookies... A lot of you guys are like, well, I raise my prices, and people bulk at the price, and they ask me to discount. Yeah, you were a thrift store pricing point. You were at a thrift store pricing point, and now you've raised your prices. And the thrift store people who are conditioned, here's that word again, to ask for the discount because that's what you do there. I was surprised when somebody didn't fight me on the price. Oh, really? Also, I wasn't authorized to lower the price, so I had to go find info every time. But uh, when... those people at the thrift shop would not be caught dead at Tyson's Mall.
1: No. It wasn't what they
0: wanted. Right. They wanted the search and seizure. They wanted the discount. They wanted the treasure hunt. They wanted the disc- They want to feel like they got one up on the thrift store. Yeah. Little they know, the thrift store just needed to move a lot of products. <laughs> they were running out of space. So what I've learned is, one, people will buy anything. That was my biggest takeaway from this thing, is there's stuff that people were buying that was broken, and they still bought it. And, uh... They weren't even looking it over. There was a no-return policy. You could not return anything you purchased there. Um, Charge tax on everything. So anything that was in there was constantly floating through. People were standing at the checkout line. This is my second thing. is upsells. At the checkout line where I was standing, there was so much stuff right in front of them. But I watched almost every person pick something up around them and throw it on the counter. In Sephora? yeah that's a fourth thing is so dangerous the snaky line with all the little tiny Uh products that are still really expensive but that's great strategy for Mm pop-ups so if you have your
1: checkout whether you're there or not having something around that checkout portion can lead to more sales especially if there's a line forming they have nothing but to do but to stare at your products absolutely
0: so a lot of people stood there and in the thrift store none of this stuff matched a lot of it was you know haphazard but a lot of people just grabbed it and threw it on there and Another funny thing I saw is a lot of people would put the stuff that they wanted to hold as they went back to treasure hunt up front. As they put it up front, more people became interested in it. Because someone else else wanted wanted it. it. Yeah. It was up front and center. Now somebody wanted it. There was a desire there. Now if they get it, I don't. And then people would say, hey, can I purchase this? No, unfortunately. So then I had to start writing sold on it so that people wouldn't grab it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then my final thing is when it comes down to your target audience, if you're at thrift store pricing, you cannot be mad at the client who asked for the discount. That's what they do. It's what they're used to and it's what they're conditioned to think. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you switch over, you're going to have that. It's going to be a lull where you're going
1: to lose sales. People that were used to playing your cheaper prices are not going to want to pay more. They got the same exact thing to them for cheaper so to for them to for you to raise the prices whatever excuse you use whether it be butter is more expensive or anything like that that's going to be something that's going to be hard to justify for them. They're used to paying a certain price and now you are up to that price for the same product.
0: Right. So, could you make a business with thrift store stuff? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to tell you that I saw Ninfa and her two assistants. They never stopped moving. Um, I did think I think she had a Mercedes, a beautiful Mercedes parked outside, but I still don't think she was paid enough. The amount of running around that she had to do to accommodate, these, okay, look like Tyson's. How much? How many hours is it going to take a Tyson store to get through two thousand dollars worth of product? Guess is going to do it in a, in thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh This I had to work four and a half hours to get through that much product. It was so much more work, and so many more people. So much conversation. We had to go back and forth. I don't want to pay this. I think that's too much. Hey, is, can you? I want to find the other shoe. Mm -hmm. Dude, I don't know. If the shoe's not there, it doesn't sound like we have it. To that
1: aspect, if my
0: dozens are, 6 let's just say they're
1: $60 a dozen, um, but someone else is charging $30 a dozen, let's say if I'm like, okay, lowering my prices, now it's $30 a dozen. I have to do twice as much work to make the same amount if I was charging $60 a dozen.
0: But I would allege that it's not just twice as much work. I think it's going to be more because um, someone posted in the group yesterday, Cheaper clients are a little bit higher maintenance. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine named Mike, he works in IT infrastructure. He says it's so funny. Um, you know, our, our average contract per month is around uh, five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, upwards of a hundred thousand. But his, you know, these typical clients, you know, we install a server and stuff. He said the client who pays us fifteen hundred a month, one thousand five hundred, is so high maintenance because we're at the top, top, top of their budget. Is it the client who pays us $5,000 a month? We hardly hear from because our job is that they don't have to worry about us. Right. So consider that when you feel like somebody's like, hey, that's just way too much. It is. It is way too much for their current budget. And that's okay. It's absolutely fine. Nobody's wrong here. They're not wrong for asking for the discount. They're not wrong for saying it's too expensive. It is to them. Mm-hmm. That's their reality. Um, but for you, it's also your reality that you've got to cover your costs and you're going to face burnout. Um, I saw some people in the group yesterday Saying they're just really tired. Yeah. They're just so and tired.
1: This We're just getting into, like, the holiday. the championship game for cookies and baking, and that's the holiday season. Imagine
0: if you raised your prices by X amount of dollars, and it allowed you to take one additional day off, but you still made the same amount. Wow, what a recharge. Yeah. I love that. So let's say, okay, you know, aside from weekends and stuff, let's say one day a month is absolutely free if you raise every sale by a dollar. Mm-hmm. What if you raise it by $2, you get two days off? And just consider that. If you're, if you're at a price that's so low and you're so burnt out, when you're going to quit, you're just going to yeah. quit. It, you can't, there's mm-hmm. only so much energy. Yeah. Um, so um, I thought the third shop was very interesting, aside from the demolition I did on the point of sale system. Yeah. I don't really know how to use them. (laughs) I could tell. (laughs) Someone asked for a uh, tax exam. I said, buddy, I got a some mouth.
1: Some guy whispered, he's
0: like, you seem way too nice to work here.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I volunteer. Um, I wanted to go into
0: the Instagram course. Okay, so Corey's referring to the Cookie College, the 250 people. We have some seats opening up at the end of the month. We had some college dropouts. Love them, though. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for spending time with us. If you you
1: guys come into the Cookie College course and then life changes, there's an ebb and flow. You have more money this month. You have less money next month. And you have to take a break from the college. I will never be mad at you. I'm just appreciative that you spend any time with these annoying voices. Right. So if you have to leave the college, hey, I'm so glad you spent at least a month, a month or two with us. Then go back into the Sugar Cookie Marketing Main Group and and continue to ask those questions. And if we can help you there, let's help you there. We are
0: people's. You're still our peoples. You're most of our peoples. <laughs> uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we talk about our sponsors, and we talk about you guys, if it wasn't for your support, and specifically the Cookie College people paying. Um, if that hadn't sold out, we wouldn't have been able to continue this. We wouldn't. Um, it's been a blast, and I have a lot of fun. But like we say, you got to make money if it takes this much effort. And Cor and I worked on this project for over a year Free. before we monetized Actually, it we paid money out of our own pockets. <laughs> I think, what, probably startup costs around five grand, if we're honest. If we were honest. A- <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys pay back into this like i know you're like We're, you're selling to us absolutely and thank you so much for paying into this because you yeah. have a blast working with you guys this is this has been my shining light uh, for the past year because i was getting pretty burnt out in my day job uh
1: and it wasn't because of work; it was because of the clients. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I love, love you work. guys,
1: <laughs> love you clients. Um, but I wanted to talk about the course we are going to be highlighting. There's going to be a course that comes into the college, and it is for the Bakesy app. Uh, yeah. um, and the Bakesy app is an all-in-one, done mobile place where you can take orders, you can um, send your what am I looking for the word?
0: Uh, invoice.
1: Send your invoice. You can uh, mark your calendar uh, as booked or open um, and everything like that from one spot. So the Bakesy team is going to teach a course on that in the oh, cookie A lot of people College. ask about the
0: Bakesy app.
1: They were actually at both cookie cons. Um, yeah. So you could have known from them there. Um, Who's
0: the gentleman we talked to, Daniel? Yes. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that Bakesy app works. I know you pay a monthly fee to them, which is great because it takes money to make money. And then uh, you can use them as an invoice, a payment processor, and you'll pay Mm -hmm. them a small fee just like you would through Stripe. Or you can just invoice through Stripe and skip there.
1: Yeah, so you go right all the way to the end, and instead of using them, you would just send your link to... Maybe I bet there's something, something like, like a
0: like workaround. So that seemed cool, and Daniel seems nice. They seem like, like really techie people. I need to email them today. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> i remind you. Um, so, yeah, the Cookie College. If you want to check out kind of what the offerings are, you can go to thecookiecollege.com. And uh, just peruse. Uh, I have an example video of some of the content that we have in there. I have mm-hmm. a breakdown of some of the stuff. What are the classes you've added this month?
1: Uh, I did the Instagram one working on a DIY Kit
0: Pre-Sales. Um, that's going to – we're doing our test this week and next week. I have an SEO mini and uh, People say it puts them to sleep, and they love uh, it. I, I had did a my can- Dragon Eye Bake Along. Corey has promised the cookie college one Bake Along each month. So it isn't marketing-related, but it allows you to add more product and um, – right. I and I actually
1: kind of enjoy the bake along. I don't think
0: I would, I didn't think I would. But you nice. have a flower bake along this one. Yeah, this one. Okay, that is fun. The college is fun. Um, and the group there, yeah, yes, are, are we dangling this in front of you guys like a carrot? Absolutely. The group, the Facebook group, because you get access to that private group when you pay in, um, they ask a little bit more in depth questions. Um, and we can really, so, you know, people are like ha- having an issue with this domain name. Okay, let's get the DNS record set up. Let's get Facebook integrated here so they can right. get the pixel running. And then if I can
1: do a pre-sale photo, spend my own money and help you and take the photos for you, give you the copy. Yeah,
0: great. That's what they- and I gotta say, and then, yeah, absolutely. I care in front of you guys. Corey has decided to, like, take these photos and write everything you need to post the photo, the copy, purchase everything you need if you want to recreate the photo and, like, make the cookie and things like that, and then where she bought everything, any discount codes, and, like, you walk them through everything. Yeah, so the hard thing with pre-sales, as
1: we talked about, is you have to buy the stuff to try to sell it, but sometimes you don't sell out, and now you're stuck with either bags boxes, cutters, and things like that. So let me spend my money. Let me do the photography. Let me give you the copy. And you can see how many pre-sales you can actually nail. So say if you make 10 pre-sales, you say, okay, good. Now I can invest in this stuff and I can actually sell this. Um, But you get all the copy and the photos beforehand. So you don't have to spend the money to make it. I like it. No, okay. I now I have the boxes and the bags right. and over my house.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's great. So as we move along here, that's the Cookie College again. If you want to check it out, thecookiecollege dot Actually, what's cool is um, the Cookie College includes these digital downloads each month. But a lot of people just wanted that aspect of it, so you can actually buy the monthly digital downloads for ten bucks. I think so. Ten bucks subscription. So that means you pay into it each month, and then you get a set of twelve Instagram and Facebook posts. Um, that you can customize in Canva, which I walk you through how to do everything. I've already built them out in Canva. All you have to do is add your photo, change your text. And I think you used the free version of Canva. I made sure to use the free yeah. version so that everything I created, you can create from the absolutely free version of Canva. So if people who are like, I don't know what to post, I never have enough content, this is for you. Yeah, if you are posting once a year, we talked about you yesterday, <laughs> uh, this would be your solution. And you can just use a scheduling app like Facebook Business Suite to schedule it out for the month, and then you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah um moving along we have voicemails here's a text hello twins this is melissa from the cake pop factory listening from the big booming metropolis of la nebraska just kidding there's a population of 60-ish people here with the township within the township limits anywho i just want to say thank you for the group thank you for the podcast and thank you for always being willing to share your tips and tricks to help us make us all successful in whatever we're selling shout out to my cake pop peeps No question here. Just wanted to say, please don't get rid of the twin twist portion. I heard one of you mention that you were getting rid of it and I immediately thought, no, because I personally, it's one of my favorite parts on the show. I also wanted to share some wins with y'all because of your advice and guidance. My tiny business is officially booked for the rest of the year. I've successfully been booked for a wedding in September, 2022. And I feel like I'm mastering the delicate art of customer service and setting my boundaries. And also, I've revamped my booth setup using the feedback from last week's podcast. Again, thank you all for everything you shared with us, and thank you for reading my long novel. Hi, twins. It's me again. (laughs) I forgot. I actually do have a question on business cards I see a lot of bakers refer to themselves as cookiers or cookie artists, and I love that fun title. I currently use Owner Baker. On my cards, I want to pick your brains for something more unique and fun. What would you call someone who makes cake pops? Cake (laughs) (laughs) pops. I would say... The t- business title works really well when you have a company that has a hierarchy, uh, you know, owner, account manager, things like that. A lot of us are one-man band. Corey and I, two-man band. Like, it's not <laughs> a lot of people here. So I would use that line on your business card as a funny marketing channel, you know? Um, I think I had said God's gift to Doe one time when somebody was asking what to name themselves as a yes. cookie business owner. Cake pop queen, uh, things like that. Something fun that could show your personality. You
1: sound fun, at least just in this uh, text message you sent in. Yeah,
0: so are like something a little bit more creative because it does, everyone knows you're the owner, operator, marketer, account manager, front desk manager, office admin, things like that. I would encourage people to be a little bit more creative here because it's, I'd rather people laugh at it then just see it. Otherwise, we're just going to glance over and it's not going to stick. It's not going to stick. Exactly.
1: Unless you have the last name, Miracle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. We have voicemail number two is a text from 407. Hi, twins. I am Jennifer from Got Cookies in South California, and I absolutely love the podcast and have learned so much. I recently set up the Google My Business page and website. Thank you for the info on this. I had no idea how to do this before the podcast, but I'm unsure how to set up a payment option on my website and be able to sell directly from my webpage. How do you go about setting this up? Thanks again for all the invaluable information. You have really helped me take my business to the next level. Love you both. Jennifer from Got Cookies. So how would she set up payment on her website? It really does depend on, on your, your website, website.
0: builder. Uh, so there's many options. Okay, let's start from like step one. I don't have a website. Okay, PayPal does invoicing. You'll set it up as PayPal business. You'll give them either your social or EIN number for your business if you're you know registered. And then you'll be able to invoice people and charge people through that. And you can create a button. Uh, on that as well or a landing page and things like that Mm -hmm. okay that's like i'm out the gate i need something going square allows you to collect invoicing from a point of sale system uh and i do think it integrates with weebly which is a website platform so i think that's what most people are doing from that i think the square does do its own websites i need to get into square a little bit more i think it does so that's another option uh jot form is a form, an intake form that you can connect a payment processor to. You'll need to create that PayPal business account or that Stripe account or that Square account, but you can connect a two-job forms. So when somebody's about to submit to you an order, before they can click that submit button completely, you'll have to collect payment, which is great because we're in team 100% payment up front for orders under X amount. Um, <laughs> for orders, all of us. <laughs> but like if you were at a wedding... Coming mm, me the money <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree but i get why some people don't do it for bigger larger cor- corporate orders um so that is what that is now one of our sponsors is going to push launch i think on the 19th they're cast iron they handle payment processing i think they use stripe as well um that's to process right. that and then they take a commission off the top but that's how that so cast iron you just say here's my shop here's my products send the link to your clients they click through they buy Cast iron handles the payment processing. You get money less their uh, fee and less taxes or less the payment processor fee. Mm-hmm. And then you get paid out into your bank account. So there's many options on ways to take money. And then cold hard cash. You could do that too. Um, I don't carry cash on me unless. I don't do cash because I don't have
1: anything to break your cash with because I don't carry yeah. cash. Um, I also require a payment at the time of booking. Uh, so I'm not having you drive over to my house just to give me cashish. Um, which is fine if you want to. It's just not my ideal client. It's not going to. So I, some people are like, I only carry cash. And I say, well, I actually only take these forms. Um, if you would like to book, you need to create account on these platforms.
0: And so basically, Jennifer, to work the problem backwards, uh, find out whatever um, website builder you're using, it's Wix or Square or if it's GoDaddy, and see who they integrate with. They're going to have an option for it. A lot of these places do now. Uh, I know WordPress, I've uh, integrated using Word uh, WooCommerce and with Stripe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all fancy words to say. It's just the process of connecting the website to a payment processor. Yeah. Um, okay, we have two actual voicemails. Let me play. Next. Hi, it's me again, Twinsies. Um, just left the
2: voicemail, went terribly. Let's try again. So my question is I have a Facebook page that was hacked. Awesome. Reported it to Facebook, they're doing absolutely nothing. So if you know how to fix that, please help us through. Um my real question is my handle matches that page from my Instagram. So they were connected. They were the same handle. So I could just hand out my cute little cards and say, hey, follow me at this handle on Facebook and Instagram. Can't do that anymore. So I need to know, do I change my Instagram handle to match my new page that I'm creating? Or do I just suck it up and put a different handle on both of them? Do we need that continuity? How do you feel about that? Help a sister out.
1: Thanks so much
0: for all you do. Love you. Bye.
1: All right, Heather, you take that one because I know you did hat, uh, hat, at Sugar Cookie Marketing underscore.
0: Yeah, so in a perfect world, we would have continuity. That would be my goal. Is that my website, my Instagram, my Facebook page, my TikTok? The handles all match. Fortunately, last I checked, the world isn't perfect. Neither is Sugar Cookie Marketing underscore on Instagram. <laughs> um, so, one of the guarantees is you're never getting that Facebook page back. Let's operate under that concept that the odds of you getting it back are slim to none. She's like, gee, thanks. I know, right? <laughs> but Facebook is operating a skeleton crew right now, and there's just been a huge gap in uh, you know, customer service for them. Okay, whatever. I have not seen anyone be able to recover their Facebook page that's been hacked in the last year. Right. I haven't been able to see it. Um, maybe if you would talk to an ads account manager, possibly... But even getting a hold of them these days are it's hard. I can't well I can't even advertise that. So yeah, okay, of course no help. So what I would say is if you're if you could have continuity, great. My question would be this. Um, probably if it were me, I'd leave the Instagram handle the same on the new Facebook page, assuming that you could match it. So sugar cookie marketing, let's pretend that's the Facebook handle we can't get. Then sugar cookie marketing. And I even hate to say this, VA, because we're you're location based. Yeah. I would add maybe the state identifier, the at state the, abbreviation at the
1: at, the at handle. You can yeah. you can name
0: a page the same. So thing keep the page. page name the same. The handle, I would keep it as the same to the original page as possible. If you completely rebranded, this is a different answer. So I'm assuming you didn't rebrand. You just can't access that original page handle that mirrored your Instagram. Yeah. Probably keep the Instagram the same. I'd probably keep the front end side of the handle the same and then just add the state Something identifier. Together. To the end there, which I know, not ideal. It's not a perfect world. It's not a perfect solution. Neither is the underscore at the end of sugar cookie marketing on Instagram. And then
1: I almost make a post on your page to let them know. Like, people are going to add your old page name because that's what they're used to. Um, so you're going to have to tell them, like, hey, this is what happened. Uh, hacked. Um, right. So,
0: you know, she's got to operate, for those of you listening. She's lost access to her page. She can't make the post on that original page anymore. Which is why I'd love to encourage you guys... There's a couple, you know, tips I'd have here is um, have more than one admin on your page Mm. and have both admins have very strict um, password managers and two-factor authentication turned on. You know, somebody posted in the group yesterday saying, why am I getting this verification code? And I said, hey, it's because somebody has your logins. They're just getting stopped at that (laughs) one point. You're, You're already compromised. What happens next is up to you. Um, so guys, I even go as far as to recommend changing those passwords. Lastpass.com, uh, will tell you when your password has been compromised, when you've had it for too long and when you're using it in multiple places. If you don't follow what I'm saying, you remember that I told you so? that well, this yesterday. is it coming again you will lose that access to your account eventually uh, it's a what, matter of time yeah what sucks is they can
1: boot you out and um the recourse is very very difficult to ever get that back from facebook so all that hard work all you've learned in sugar cookie marketing um could be risk if you don't just take a few minutes to um solidify a good password and a good password manager
0: yeah so i mean you know Annoyingly, my password for Facebook is 17 characters long. I don't have to remember it. I have LastPass. I do pay for the LastPass subscription. It's free on one device. I do have it running on two, so it's $36 a year. And it'll be one of those things I probably pay for for the rest of my life.
1: And what's great is when I was locked out of Facebook, I still needed to make some posts and do some work using it. So I had Heather send me her password. And how she sent it, she can send it to me through LastPass. And it makes it so I can't even see the password. I can only use the password. Um, so she still was able to cover herself and not send me the actual password i just was able to use it when i logged into facebook but i could not physically see it so if you have a va if you have a friend who's helping you manage or something
0: like that and you, you trust can, them but you also don't want to have to change your password every time they're done you can just share them that password through lastpass which populates it without showing it. it's pretty it's pretty yeah, oh, awesome yeah okay we have another voicemail here
2: Hi ladies, Um, I'm so thankful for um, the knowledge that that you ladies share on the podcast. I've learned so much um, by listening to you all and being a part of the Facebook group. I have a question about the Main Street Cookie Collab. I'm really excited to do this. I live in the beautiful city of San Antonio, Texas. Um, My question is um, in San Antonio we don't really have um, a great like main street sign. But what we have are several wonderful places that, uh, that we love to hang out and take, you know, uh, visitors to. We have the river walk, which is beautiful. Um, and then we have, uh, this other area that's really up and coming the last few years, kind of an urban, um, brewery that has been, um, I guess, you know, rebuilt and it's called the Pearl. And, um, so, but it's a completely different location. But what I was wondering is, what do you think about if I did a set of cookies for San Antonio? Um, I'm thinking like three different cookies with the three, like several different, like beautiful hotspots, places um, like that. Um, I know that the Pearl area has a pretty big following as far as social media. So, of course, I can, you know, tag them and um but I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. If I could do like several uh, cookies um, to, you know, uh, bring out several beautiful parts of our great city of San Antonio. So my name is Holly Carnahan. Um, I'm the owner of Jordan Taylor's Designs. And um, that's it. That's what I wanted to ask you, you ladies. And thank you so much. Have a great day.
1: Holly, that is a fantastic, if you have the time and you can do that, absolutely do that. I would love it if you made it a marketing campaign for yourself where you highlighted great places each week on your Facebook page. Um, that really creates a local feel, a local vibe, a local community. And that's something you can add in addition to all of your other offerings. So instead of always feeling like you're pushing sales on your page, you can actually highlight different aspects of your beautiful city that you live in. If you wanted to post them all all at once on Friday for the um, uh, Main Street Cookie Collab? Absolutely. And then sprinkle them out. Um, on Friday, you can post them all and then highlight each one with like a write-up. Like this place has been around since the 60s and it went through this name change. You can find this here. I visited it um, a million times. This is where I got engaged or something from, uh, from your efforts there. You can really make that content work for you. So on Friday, post if you want to post them all. Absolutely. But then Um, take different photos. Um, So you can use them throughout the next couple of months, because that is a great campaign that can actually bring you loads and loads of local people to your page. And odds are they'll share it, especially if you can uh, email the business and say, Hey, I was wondering if you can give me some fun facts or tidbits about this location. uh, So I can highlight it and uh, reach more people for you guys through my page. So whichever one you want to do, I think it's fantastic. I don't have enough time this week. So I'm only going to do one. Um, But because of that, what I've been able to do on my facebook page is go to the farmers markets i'm already going to take pictures there and highlight it that way i just can't make a cookie because i don't have the time
0: cool Mm -hmm. love it okay so when is that? Uh, well, well, actually, brings us to group Friday. stuff. <laughs> but if you want to call in or text in, our phone number is five seven one five five six five six four four, or you can email in at hello at sugar cookie market. got a bunch of emails. We got to hit those out next time. We're do we got to go back through the emails? Got some great questions in there. Okay. I totally forgot. Well, I was about this giving thing. them an
1: email. Address. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Don't email us. We got to go through the ones we got. Uh, but
1: call, text, or email, and we will hopefully be able to feature you on one of the podcasts coming up.
0: Great, and thank you for all of you guys. Obviously, I'm feeling in a grateful mood. Thanks for all the guys who uh, email in and message in. And the gals. <laughs> and the gals. And Phoebe <laughs> Weeby, Lemon Squeezy, uh, for messaging in. It does make that less painful for us. <laughs> to <It does. Talk laughs> ourselves. Group stuff. Okay, so we had some awesome past lives. I think we covered it in yesterday's impromptu podcast. but I don't
1: think we touched on which ones we did because we didn't have it written down. Not
0: a we clue. We were unprepared. But we had Biscotti Babe Bake Along with Jessica Forster. She is the biscotti babe of the group. And she uh, – that's the name of her business, which is hilarious. Um, she really – take some amazing photos of biscottis yeah like wow she loved doing her bake-along so much now she is creating a
1: virtual bake-along for her genius. business
0: genius and yeah what a great way to practice a virtual bake-along by one you're giving away your services for free but i guarantee the group will tell you they don't like something <laughs> just kidding <laughs> everyone loves know. it uh
1: cookie con dallas officially wrapped up and heather i think they gave the uh, alert to when is the next one and it's where in is reno it. next year march 2nd
0: through the 5th 2022 yeah, but they're only right now going to do one. Right. Apparently, poor Mike and Karen are exhausted, and God bless their souls. They did Cookie Con Orlando and in less than a month headed out to Dallas to do it all over again for an even bigger group. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, but so, so that's going to tell you they were able to
1: have uh, around over seven hundred people at Orlando and over I think a thousand people at Dallas, and now all those people plus anyone who wants to go is going to try to sign up for
0: Reno. So the day that that cart opens, so people are going to ask I know because people are asking me, when can I buy tickets? Can I buy tickets now? No, they make an announcement. Everyone sits on the website to for see if they can buy it. Hours then it sucks them up into, into a room r- waiting room. Thing. And And then you get selected it. Here's the one thing I've noticed. If this is our first cookie con, a lot of people, it's a risky click. A lot of people the week before the event starts shedding off their tickets. A lot of people who can't make it, Uh, Realize that the refund period ends a month before the event. Yeah, so you can't get your money back, and then. But also, was that because of COVID? I think it was. Right. Um, But life happens too, so I wouldn't uh, rely on it. But maybe if you lived really close to Reno, yeah, and CookieCon was on your primary, maybe I'd wait in the rafters to see if you can swoop in and grab some tickets. So there is a CookieCon group. It's called CookieCon attendees. You can't join it unless you've already gone. They check to see if you're in their database. I didn't have a ticket number. I just we were speakers.
1: I would didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they knew I was. Um, but maybe you can get someone who's in there if that time comes. We have we have a long road before they open the tickets. But just if you are thinking about it, um, start budgeting for it now. We do have YNAB coming and speaking in our group. Yeah, um, that'll be great. And
0: they're going to talk about budgeting for Cookegon. Yeah, so that'll be in November. But I don't have the details yet, so we'll talk about that one else. And cake then... cones Bake Along with Mary D. Martins. If you don't know the Martins... They are God's gift to the group. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they keep giving us free information, but but James. So Marry and James are married. Jay, they own a bakery together. It's adorable. Full time, full time. Um, they went full time last year sometime, yeah. and James got really into making Swiss 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 method Max right. Isn't that what he did? Yes. yeah. So their first live, they taught everybody how to do those. I and Corey
1: took it and have it. loved that live. That live taught me everything I need to know.
0: Okay, great. So then we had, it's so funny, another lady named Heather Martin, who is not related to them, taught the French, French method. method. And then Meredith came back. Meredy and James came back and taught us how to make the cinnamon buns that they're a huge hit for their Christmas sales. Yeah, and I made those fantastic. Delicious. And now uh, Meredy thought everyone was really distracted by her kids in the first Mac Live, so they're doing it again on the 25th of October. No kids. That was what the submission was. No kids. <laughs> no kids. But they did a cake pop cones bake-along. So if you have
1: struggles like me with cake pops on sticks, this is a great way to be able to offer cake pops, and they're in little cones. So it looks like a little ice cream cone, but it's technically just a cake pop in a tiny cone. Then you can make, uh, she posted a Santa in a cone. I thought it was adorable. Um, so that is something you can tune into. It is, if you go to the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group, go up to the Events tab, and then you're going to scroll down, and you're going to click. Past events, and it will show you everything. Every past event we've had, Heather did an awesome job and put that of uh, that live in the event in the discussion portion, so you can click there and you can watch it.
0: What did I do? Yep. Oh yeah, I put it at the top. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have upcoming events uh, tomorrow. A Nicole, bless her soul, she's doing a fondant and sugar paste um, I need tutorial. To tune into this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't even know what those words mean, but she's good at it. So yeah. makes flowers and stuff. Yeah,
1: that's what I need. So fondant, it can be squishy and you would cover cakes with it, oh. or you can put it in dehydrator and make it hard
0: like a sprank. Ah, oh. sprinkle for that's what we call them over oh, here. Okay, that's a good one. That's tomorrow at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Nicole, bless your soul. Uh, then we have this Friday is a Main Street Cookie Collab, which is what the caller asked about earlier. Um, you're doing what? Claire's at the Claire's depot. Claire's at the depot. Okay. Yeah, we're we going to. Oh, We have Wednesday. to go there on Thursday. You or- said Wednesday. Tomorrow, Tomorrow you're going to have it done. I'm going to dehydrate it. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, and then, maybe it's Thursday afternoon. I don't see why not. Okay. Maybe we'll do Thursday.
0: Okay, and then we have the lawyer baker AMA with Tammy Browning Smith. Now, we had to have this on the calendar a while ago. Uh, she had to reschedule absolutely fine. Bless you guys for doing this. They do this yes. absolutely free. But she is a lawyer, and she's here to school us on all our questions. Her AMA is Ask Me Anything. Um, she's already taken a lot from the group. Um, she said she's really excited about this. Sent me a message about it yesterday, so I'm excited. And that will be on October 21st at 8 p.m. And then we have, you know, the Mac Martin child-free tutorial on the 25th. And that will be at 4.30. I think they take around two hours for that one. I don't remember what they did the last time. Yes. Um, the group challenge is, like we said, it's a main street cookie collab, but um, Sugar Dot Social at Vanish Brewery in Leesburg. If you're in the DMV Sugar Dot Cookies is a Business with a Sugar Dot, or Dottie, she's very well-known here. She teaches a lot of classes. She sells a lot of cutters. Just an all-around really, really nice person. Yeah. Um, she has a Facebook group called Cookies as a Business with Sugar Dot, and she's hosting this really fun meetup where she's asked us to speak about com- uh, cookie... Collaboration over competition. Yes. Um, And, you know, that's great because there's so many cookies here in the DMV. They're um, really and they're all talented. <laughs> they're getting more and more. I talented. need to move. <laughs> uh, so the date on that one is November 9th. It'll be from five to eight. Twenty dollars to show up, um, and then you get to go support a local business, um, Vanish Brewery in Leesburg.
1: I know. So that'll be actually really fun. I think she's
0: got a good crowd that is going. I to think come. she has some insane reach. She said she's limiting it to fifty, and I don't even know that I know fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> Heather knows me. Okay, we are at Twin Trests.
1: Um, As you know, Eddie. The Edible Printer is our sponsor, My. and I love – I'm going to be using him more often. But sometimes with Eddie, because it is a water-soluble ink that he uses, you can have color bleed. Just like you have color bleed in your icing, you can have color bleed with the Eddie prints. Especially but there's your recipe
0: is more – Water- based Based, yeah. Yeah. So
1: a lot of butter, if you're using a lot of water, if you have a very loose flood, things like that can play into if your eddy print is successful or if it's not. Um, There's this spray that people in the eddy group were talking about. It's called a PME spray. And
0: you would print, you let it dry 10 minutes. T as in pumpkin, M as in mandolin, E as in egg. Sorry, eggplant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But PME is
1: a brand, and you uh, know they usually make the FDA-approved golds and things like Ah. that, Um, and they make cutters and things like that. Um, So the spray is supposedly going to be God's gift if you deal with color bleed. Uh, Another thing that plays into the color bleed is if it's humid. We happen to live in D.C., which is based on a swamp, Um, so it's always a bazillion degrees humidity. that's right here. Yeah, our hair is constantly ginormous. Um, so this spray, and I'm w- going to test it out. I'm going to take a picture of a cookie with it and a cookie oh, that'd without be great. it. would I'd love to know. Yeah. So, I mean, now that I know how to print, because Heather guided me. <laughs> Corey had to
0: take my course in the cookie college about how to use Eddie. Guys, I could say the course is great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, so. Oh, my, and then oh. the. Sorry,
1: someone I read yesterday said if you were wanting to ha- uh, be able to lock in your image on Eddie, you can use like luster dust, and you can use those sprays with your earbrush ah. if you want to buy it. Okay,
0: I well, will test them all. Corey's bringing her Grex over. We're gonna have to take the class. On. Yeah, I need to. Um, okay, so mine to interest Melissa since you ended it. <laughs> uh, Corey wanted to do these cover your ears boobies cookies. Okay, it doesn't sound like it's not what you think. It's a bee with a ghost. Dra- like a sheet draped over his head. Yeah. So in, in support of, you know, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the cookies were really cute. I'm sure you can find them on our page, the Crumbed Cookies. On the Facebook Crumbed Cookies and Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah,
1: I posted both.
0: Uh, but uh, it was two cookies, obviously. They come in pairs. <laughs> uh, so the cookie, uh, the cutter, or the shape, was uh, a bee that's almost turned to the left and a bee that was turned to the right. And they're kind of, like, facing each other. So Corey said, I would like these two cutters. I need mo- both, though, because, you know, Obviously, I could have flipped him in Photoshop, but that's neither here nor there. I wanted to push myself. Or I and could have Sam, him on the baking tray. No. I've created a double-sided cookie cutter so that Corey would have um, a two cut walls that came to a single point with, uh, you know, the handle I was so wall. impressed. Guys, impressed.
1: I was impressed. I was embraced by it. I was so impressed by this because it's one
0: cutter, but you can use both sides. Guys. Two cutters in one. <laughs> right. Because because she was on for the – I know any cutter I print is only going to use it one time. Um, but instead of doing two separate prints, I could print it all out in one time. And i got to say, I'm not talented at Fusion 360 at all. I do watch a lot of Sam's Cookie University classes. I did pay into that, um, so I could take those yeah. classes. Um, but using the knowledge that her – what's her husband's name? Augusto. Augusto. He's a genius. Um, but they've labeled each part of their classes as you go along to, like, this is where she covers bridges. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah. I can go right to that one class. I know I need to take for yeah. bridges. <laughs> um, but yeah, I created a double sided cookie cutter. I'm really impressed with myself. The cut came out like funky, but like it worked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post a picture for the group.
1: I, oh yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Um, now we're off to sponsors and Eddie. It says say something about Eddie. I used Eddie for an order yesterday. Okay. Eddie while he's amazing you've got to work with his parameters if you print and you immediately bag you have not given it enough time to dry ask me how i know i had to redo 12 cookies yesterday i thought i was above and beyond and can't wait to eat them (laughs) (laughs) Um, but eddie does need time to dry so i reprinted the cookies and i put it in my dehydrator for two hours because the order was due the next morning and uh then it was no bleed so eddie um is a water soluble ink you have to Remember that it is edible food uh, coloring that is used to print on these cookies. So working with Eddie can help you benefit from it um, without all the headache that some people run into by bagging too early. Um, there's some steps you can do to help prevent things like that. I love it. Um,
0: bakery Bakes. Baker Bakes. Baker um, Bakes. She's a, uh, a small cottage baker out of Idaho who's created What did it? you call me? Oh, I can finally turn it back. <laughs> she, uh, she's based. Courtney Post is based out of Idaho, where she sells Bakeity Bakes meringue powder. I spelt that word wrong on the story last yeah. week, but she said, "Sugar cookie marketing." I see y'all. I'm getting your packages out, and you guys done robbed her blind. She sent out what I gotta say it looked like over 30 Bakeity Bake packages. I'm sure it they all went to Corey's house.
1: That stuff
0: is awesome i had to write on this i know if you heard
1: the podcast yesterday but this is my latest order i wrote like this funny dollar bill it was like a cartoony dollar bill on a life-size dollar bill cookie but i had to draw over it because the cookie was too big for eddie so then i had to use a fine tip edible marker and it turned out super
0: cute eddie and Bakeity bakes with their powers combined okay and our newest sponsor is cast iron um, obviously i've been talking about them a lot because a lot of you've been asking questions about websites and Emily and Mark have dedicated themselves to fixing all of our problems. That's what they said when we did the onboarding call with them a couple weeks ago. Um, They're launching. The big launch will be next week, I think. I have to sync up with Emily. But let me just read to you what her key takeaway. She says, our key message is that we're a free website builder and e-commerce tool for culinary artisans. Uh, We prioritize easy, simple, and fast. You can be live with a website in minutes. It is purpose-built for food. That's what they really want you guys to understand with this product that they're offering offering and you cookie college folks i'll walk you through it um and i think that uh either emily or mark is open to doing a facebook live yeah. on their product in the main group too i know i so cannot gonna- wait I'll enjoy that. Okay, so no mailbag. Didn't make it to the post office. I am literally dying. She's not as dying as she I even did a COVID test sick. and it came back negative. Like, if I'm going to be this sick, at least let it be like the She's news the, one. You're not
1: even that sick, you are uh, weirdo. You're just a big high
0: baby. High it is hot in this room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week.